0: Live and local, this is Perth Live with Oliver Peterson. In a moment, the principal at Perth College to join me challenging the idea of the Gen Easy tag which has been given to school kids saying they are at the forefront of a changing world which can present huge issues. Steve-O on the text line says, Ollie, can you please tell Yurko that we love seeing him on 9 News on Saturday night after all the years of only hearing his voice, yes? Yerko is a good-looking rooster, more of Yerko on television. G'day, Kim. Oh, hi, Ollie. How are you going? Kim, you want to talk about the uh, confusion that is reigning at the moment around the changes to our superannuation from the government?
1: Um, yes, yeah, so I just so I obviously had the caller earlier that said her husband was... Str- they were struggling to pay the mortgage with her husband on 250000 And then you had a subsequent caller saying that essentially that was WA privilege. Um, I guess I just wanted to ring, so my wife and I are a doctor and a lawyer, and we are, we are privileged enough to earn quite a lot of money, and we're looking at being one of those people with $3 million in their super, but I guess it's not privileged because we, you know, spend decades at uni and continually study, like, to get to that position. It's not something that's just given to us. Um, and then additionally, for people over, my second point, people over $250,000 a year, we get taxed an additional 15% on super contributions anyway Um, because if our our income and super contributions equal over $250,000 a year, um, we get what's called Division 293 tax, which is another 15%. So we're already being taxed more as
0: it is. So you're watching this very closely. Uh, Kim, what's your message to the the federal government with the confusion about what's happening with our super?
1: Um, I guess it's just, it's very difficult because we're in military super as well, both of us, and that changes all the time retrospectively. So um, kind of please just leave it alone. So, you know, we follow the rules like everyone else is saying. Um, So please let us follow the rules and because I guess we work hard, let us get the advantage at retirement as opposed to continually changing it. And it never changes for the better. It's always for the worse for the consumer.
0: Thanks for your call, Kim. It'll be interesting to see what the government does. They're playing their cards very close to their chest, saying there'll be no major changes. Those were the words of Jim Chalmers. The Prime Minister today saying no big changes, but we don't know exactly we don't know exactly what this threshold or the clarity would be around what your superannuation account might look like. Now, there's some talk of it being $3 million. That's where it might change, but it could be $2 million, It could be $5 million for all we know. We don't know. They're just saying excessive superbalances. So what is excessive? It needs to be defined by the federal government. Now, because it's your money you've been saving for your retirement. There have been tax concessions. You've been playing by the rules. If the government wants to change the rules... I think they just need to come out with it and tell us. Mark says, the pollies make me sick, Ollie. Every single time a different party gets in, let's rein in money and wastage on overseas funding, looking at that submarine deal, for example, crying out loud. And Grogg says, anything that limits the burden of local government frustration in planning would be welcomed. As to $80 million being injected into the city high-rise, no way, Jose, says Grogg. So I'm going to catch up with the... Planning Minister Rita Safiotti after five o'clock this afternoon because they have announced a whole heap of planning changes, which will basically mean the state government will remove most of your local council's veto rights and their powers to stop high-rise developments. They're also going to put 120-day limits on the approval of significant developments and projects of state significance. We don't know what that is. I'll ask Rita Safiotti what would be a project of significant uh, State significance, and there's going to be a 80 million dollars allocated towards helping property developers to pay for the drainage, the sewage, and the telecommunication the electronics requirements for the construction of new apartment complexes. What do you make of all of that? At one double three eight eighty two, Red Safiotti to join me after five o'clock. <laughs> Twelve after four, I thought there was a very interesting opinion piece published in the Daily Newspaper today by the Principal at Perth College, Helen Aguirre, about challenging this idea of the Gen Easy tag. It's an easy throwaway line, isn't it, particularly for young school students, because the world is changing. They're part of that change. And obviously, that creates new challenges and new issues that we haven't experienced ourselves. I'm pleased to say the Principal at Perth College joins me on Perth Live. Helen Aguirre, good afternoon.
2: Hi, Ollie. How are you?
0: I'm all right. How are you going, Principal?
2: I'm really well. It's been a long day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How's the reaction been to your idea about uh, challenging the Gen Easy tag?
2: It's been really good. I've actually been speaking with the students about it over the last few weeks. So you can almost feel a sigh of relief from the students, you know, where they look at you and they go, thank God somebody is understanding where we're coming from here.
0: Well, it's an easy attack, isn't it, Helen? It's easy for us as, you know, adults or people who might not be in their generation to turn around and say, oh, they don't know what it was like. They were never in our shoes. It's easier for kids these days or they're always on their devices. They're always using their electronics. But I mean, that's, they're, the, they're the tools, they're the equipment that they have at their disposal.
2: Yes, look, I don't know. That's what I mean. I'm, not, I'm questioning whether it's easy or whether it's just different. You know, um, if we were in their shoes, would we be finding it easy right now? I don't know about that.
0: What are some of the big challenges this generation's facing?
2: Well, change. It's happening so quickly, um, and technology is just one example. Um, But the world is changing very quickly. There's a lot of issues in the world. Um, I mentioned, you know, climate change, social justice. They're bombarded every day uh, with information about conflict in the world, inflation, cost of living. I don't know about you, but life seemed a lot simpler when I was little.
0: <laughs> it's also as easy, wasn't it, for being able to shield the children from some of those bigger issues that uh, might be bubbling around in the world that, you know, you really don't want to tell the children about just yet because you want to protect them for as long as possible, principle.
2: I think you're right. I think if you, you know, think back to like when we were at school, when I was at school, certainly, I mean, really, you watched the news. That was it. Um, And that was in the evening. And if you missed that, then that was it. Um, And so you were shielded to a certain extent from all the negativity and all of those things that are happening in the world, whereas... With our students today, you know, they've got a mobile phone yeah. in their hand. It's 24-7. Um, and so it takes some different skills to manage all of that. And these are the skills that we're trying to teach our, our students and empower them with so they'll be okay. Yeah. It's Re- not doom and gloom. It's, it's hope.
0: <laughs> uh, and so it should be. Resilience is always a word as well that comes up. That You know, younger people, they're not resilient. They don't have that. Is that a big focus of yours?
2: I think so. And I think the only way to build resilience is to let students experience imperfection, you know, let them make mistakes, let them go through tough times. Um, And even today, I had a group of families here who were looking at the school and I was chatting with them and I said, it's not perfect. And I don't want it to be Mm. because actually our students need to experience imperfection and be okay with that because that's how they'll grow.
0: What's a positive quality that this generation holds?
2: I think it's the passion for diversity, for inclusion and for social justice. I think they are so much more in tune with the need for these things in the world than I ever was as a child.
0: Isn't that interesting? So you feel as though they're understanding and growing up a a little faster than perhaps we all did?
2: I think so, but so is their understanding, right?
0: Yeah. Mm. It is fascinating. Do you find half the battle as well is explaining to parents what students are already on top of, what they're not exceeding at at the moment or they don't know?
2: Absolutely. Look, it, it's um, it's the fear factor, right? Because it's so different to what it was like um, when we were at school. And I'm a parent too, so I feel both sides. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think if we have programs in schools that help to educate parents, And empower the students so we've got a few here we've got inside out which is amazing and if parents come on that journey and if we just explain and and take the fear factor out it's okay it's actually
0: okay it's okay i'll tell you what uh it's, it's a big challenge. I've got a four-year-old and a one-year-old, so we're starting to go through it ourselves, uh, Helen, and, and learning particularly for the four-year-old amongst his cohort. Just it's unbelievable what they come home with and what they're starting to understand about the world that uh, I would have had no idea apart from Thomas the Tank Engine when I was his age.
2: Ollie, I totally agree. I've got a six-year-old and a 13-year-old, and I won't even start to tell you what I see. <laughs> and I agree. There's no way I knew all about those things when I was their age. No. But they're coping just fine.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it. I've got to take the helicopter parent away from me because I never thought I'd be like that, <laughs> but I can't keep him out of uh, out of my peripheral vision. I really appreciate your time. Helen Aguirre, thank you so much.
2: Oh, you're very welcome, Ollie. Have a lovely afternoon.
0: You too. The principal there at Perth College, I want to throw it over to you. What do you like about this generation? Now, where are they falling short? Because it's really easy to give younger people a bit of a tag. They don't know this, they don't know that. Uh, but there's something pretty interesting that the principal at Perth College has noticed. I'd love to hear from you, One double three. 882